to the Emotionally Healthy Activist Daily Arrow podcast, where we aim to align ourselves with God's purposes so that we don't miss the mark. My name is Jonathan Walton, and I lead the IVED team for Anniversary in New York and New Jersey. We are officially into season two, and as always, we aim to help you center on Jesus, his heart for justice and revival, and his purposes in the world. And this Advent, we want to specifically do that by lovingly disrupting the false peace that exists around us to receive the true peace of Jesus in ourselves, our relationships, and the world. To start off this season, we're going to begin with intercession for the church, because though the election is over, by most accounts, the bitterness, anger, grief, and division is not. So we join Christ in his prayer for the church in John 17, this Sunday and every Sunday through Christmas Day. Join Stephen Rowe, an university staff in North Carolina, as he leads us out of pride, selfishness, and a hurry, and into the presence of God, that we might be the people of God, humble, selfless, and serving at God's pace. Matthew 25, 31 through 36 says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people from one another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those in his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom of God prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. In his essay in Keeping the Faith, associate professor at UCLA and author of Brown Church, Reverend Dr. Robert Chow Romero says this, More than 2,000 verses of Holy Scripture speak about God's heart of compassion for immigrants and the poor. In fact, Jesus warns us soberly in Matthew 25 that our response to them is a barometer of the sincerity of our relationship with him. If we truly know Jesus, then we will express hospitality to immigrants, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, care for those who are sick, and visit those who are in prison. In short, the compassion for those on the fringes of society is a sign that the yeast of the kingdom of God has transformed us through relationship with Jesus. Conversely, a callous heart towards immigrants and the poor is evidence that we have not submitted ourselves to the leavening influence of our Lord. When I encounter these passages, I am incredulous sad and frankly enraged because this week NBC reported that 545 children were intentionally separated from their parents by the U.S. government to deter immigration. And now they can't find those parents. And what reverberates in my heart is that President Trump openly disparaged Mexicans, Black Americans, and other marginalized groups. Then Attorney General Jeff Sessions cited scripture to justify it, and 81% of white American evangelicals placed them in power with the vast majority of these Christians poised to support a second term, which on its face seems like an endorsement for more of the same policies against people of color. I feel small, insignificant, and powerless to stop the brutality and trauma inflicted on predominantly women and children who have already suffered so much and now must endure even more. In times like these, I am tempted to see God as distant and inactive, and Christians who back President Trump and his administration as deceived at best, and objectively not Christian at worst. These lies of my own powerlessness, God's inactivity and the right to condemn and seek revenge against people who act and believe differently from me, 
is not centered on Christ, his power and resurrection in the context of a ruthless Roman government that committed similar acts of brutality towards marginalized people. Jesus knows what it's like to suffer, to see his people suffer, to be betrayed, to choose the way of the Father and lose everything. Jesus gets it, gets us, and has not left us alone. The same is true for every child in this strange land and every parent struggling to find them. Lord, have mercy. As Chow Romero said, God wants to transform all of us and all things. Nothing and no one is left out. This holistic focus of the good news is referred to by Latino theologians as Mission Integral. And in the words of Rene Padilla, Mission Integral is the mission of the whole church to the whole of humanity in all its forms. Personal, communal, social, economic, ecological, and political. There are a few ways we would like to invite you to pray today. Take some time in silence and allow yourself to feel the anger, pain, and sadness of the strangers in our land and consider how great their pain and suffering. And consider that Jesus knows intimately their struggle and they are not alone. Continue to listen to Jesus. Ask God to illuminate places where you and those around you may have been willfully ignorant or complicit in the terrible treatment of immigrants in our country. And ask for forgiveness on behalf of yourself and the body of Christ. Corporate confession is part of the Lord's Prayer and consistent with biblical models of repentance. We may not be individually involved, but we are held responsible. Take some time to ask God for forgiveness for things done and left undone. Finally, take some time to listen to what Jesus might be saying to you and your church. The question is not, should we respond, but how should we respond to the heart of God? Take a few moments in silence. Dear God, you are our Father who is in heaven, and you are all-powerful, and you are sovereign. Lord, we are your children. Thank you for who you are. Lord, we fall short of living in the truth that every person is made in your image. You call us to seek justice, love mercy, and walk humbly after you, and instead we seek comfort, stability, and security, and turn inward towards ourselves, keeping the immigrant and the stranger out. Have mercy on us, O God. Forgive us for our racism, xenophobia, and hoarding of resources when you have been so generous with your presence and provision in coming close to us. We ask that you would help us to see others rightly, that we would love one another, and that, Lord, you would empower us and your church with grace, mercy, compassion, and understanding. Will we seek justice and reconciliation with others who oppose us? Would our first instinct be service like Jesus? Would our witness and leadership be prophetic? Would your justice flow down like a river? In our country, righteousness like a never-failing stream. Lord, revive us with your living water. It is your kingdom we want. It is your will we want to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. If five minutes was not enough, or you want more, visit EmotionallyHealthyActivist.com for a guide through today's reflection. This podcast is part of a larger eight-part course to develop leaders with the character and capacity to meet and lead in the midst of life's most difficult moments with Christ at the center. You can also check out our Emotionally Healthy Activist course there. Also follow IVED Life on Instagram for daily Arrow updates. Thanks for listening to the Daily Arrow podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and tell a friend. Grace and peace to you, yours, and the world. See you tomorrow.